0: Talk okay. Radio. Good morning, good morning, good morning, my friends out there in Blog Talk Radio Land. So happy to have you here with us on Off the Shelf. And you are absolutely listening to the Winning Book Radio Show this morning. It is rainy here on our, is this our last Saturday in June? I think it is. This year is getting by so fast as I leave, uh in a few minutes a quote or a thought with you uh, to think about. Think about how fast this first half of the year has gone and try to not talk yourself out of or just don't doing what you know you should do today, not looking so much to the future, but you have your future goal. But if you don't do what you're supposed to do right now, that future goal will, may never be within your grasp. So do what you're supposed to do right now, even if it seems small. So that said, before we I introduce our amazing guests, we have a husband and wife duo on deck this morning. I want to leave this thought with you, and the thought is you can't cross the sea merrily by standing and staring at the water, which kind of goes with what I just said. Focus on what you you know you're supposed to do right now and do that instead of, wearing what the end of the year is going to look like just do what you're supposed to do right now and it'll all work out so i want to thank you our, our people who came by for the first time to off the shelf and those of our loyal listeners who've been with us for nearly 13 years now and i have this question i keep asking you guys how good of a mystery sleuth are you are you good at figuring out who done it whether you're watching a TV series or reading a book, you can figure out who done it before it's, the writer reveals it. I always like to know <laughs> figure it out first and see if I got it right. Another question that I want to ask you is how much do you value relationships, not just a, a, a intimate or a romantic relationship, but a relationship between a family relationship and friends? If you really value relationships and you see how they they literally shape us, they they mold and shape us, and we mold and shape other people with the way we treat each other, make each other feel, uh, the perceptions that we, we, and some issues from our childhood that we might bring up in each other, we have a lot of impact on on everybody that we meet. If you value these things... I think you'll really enjoy Love for Over Me. Love for Over Me deals with a romantic, soulmate relationship between Raymond and Brenda, and also there's a complicated relationship between Raymond and his father, who has untreated alcoholism. And four friends Raymond meets in college, one of which gets caught up in a murder mystery. So if you, if those things, and it's set in the 1980s in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and in Ohio, I, if you appreciate those types of things, I encourage you to go get a copy of Love for Over Me. You can get it in print or ebook. If you don't see it on the shelf, just ask the clerk that you'd like to get a copy of Love for Over Me by Denise Turney and they can order you a special copy because it's carried by the largest book distributors in the world. So please go out and get a copy and let me know how you enjoy Love for Over Me. And now drum roll, drum roll. Let us go and meet our very special off-the-shelf guests. And our special off-the-shelf guests this morning are the husband and wife team. And they were so gracious. They were so gracious. They actually sent me an email to learn how to pronounce the name. And I appreciate that. And I hope I say it right. Taiwo and Wale. So Taiwo and <laughs> Wale, the doctors. And I hope I say the last name right. Ajose. They are our husband and wife, doctor and nurse team. Who have a joint passion for health literacy. We know health care is front and center right now in the U.S. Uh, preventive health care and education for at-groups group, in the global setting. Now, Mrs. Taiwo, uh, she is the author of, of the book that we're going to discuss today. She's also a registered nurse with a master's in public health in maternal and child health and doctor. Wale uh, Ajao, hope they correct me, is the illustrator of the book. He is also internationally trained medical doctor with a Master's of Arts in Communications and producing for film and video, which is interesting. So that's the creative side and the scientific side. And together, the doctors Ajao's, they intend to address health literacy via its most fundamental forms using the arts of writing, entertainment, and communication to educate children and their parents. Now, to the book. A Dooney Dares to Dream is the beginning of a beautiful merger of not just a celebration of educational achievement, but also of faith, hope, love, and miracles. And you can check the uh, jails out online, and you can do that even now as you listen to today's show. They're online at www.noahsartmission.org, and it's spelled just the way it sounds. N-O-A-H for Noah, Noahs with the S, artmission.org forward slash a duty dash s dash dream, and a duty is spelled a d u n n i, then a hyphen s hyphen the word dream. So again, that's Noahsartmission.org forward slash A-D-U-N-N-I hyphen S hyphen string. Welcome to Off the Shelf, Taiwo and Wale. Thank
1: Thank you. you.
0: It's a pleasure to have you. When I I say Wale, I think of the the, uh, artist, the musical artist. uh, Yeah, it's the same same name. name It's Wale. (laughs) When I heard that, it it, it, it jumped up memories. Now the first few questions I'm going to ask you two are questions I ask to all off the shelf guests before we get into your books and your work in healthcare because I like to give our listeners a little backstory on our guests rather than just jumping right in to talking about their books and their other work. So, if you both and whoever wants to go first, it doesn't matter. So before we launch into the day shows, if you could just tell our listeners where you grew up? and what life was like for you growing up.
1: Okay, I will start. I'm I'm Ty misses. Um I I was born here, um, in the United States. I was born at Howard University Hospital as a twin. So I'm, I'm an A twin and I have an B-twin. My, my dear mother pain Day. And um, we're the last two or four kids um, and we're all raised here in the United States. Um, but our, our parents were first generation immigrants to the United States from Nigeria.
0: Uh, okay, and where did you grow up? You said you grew up in Washington in the D.C. area home in the home. U.S. We were, we were born okay. here in the U.S., but
1: have spent some time back home in Africa
0: and 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 to and your husband your husband were you also boy, here born in the us or the same near your, where your
2: wife was or? no no i I grew up in Nigeria um we had um well I mean we're from the same um, um should I say village so we had mutual um, family friends and family um, connections so um you know um, the Nigeria parents, Usually get uh, worried when their kids are not married, you know. So they reach out to their friends and like, do you know this person? Do you know this person? And one thing led to another. We met, and you know, we found out that we um, we had um, lots of things in common. Um, So she came over to Nigeria for some time. Um, We did an introduction ceremony. Then I came here. So I've been here um, for almost. Nine years, yeah, almost nine years,
0: oh oh my goodness, that must have been was that a, i have worked with um I've worked with known people from who come came to the us from other countries was that a big transition for you i mean your your wife was born oh, here yeah, so...
2: Yeah. yeah 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 so the the option was either she she came to Nigeria or I came here, and somehow i i I was of the impression that it would be easier for me. If I came here, than if she came to Nigeria, you know, and I'm not too sure if I was right.
0: <laughs> it was, it's been such so <laughs> a yeah,
2: it's been a really big um, adjustment period, you know. I basically, had to start all over again.
0: Yeah. Now, Taiwo, what did you dream of becoming when you were a little girl? When you when you were a kid, what did you see yourself as after you were a
1: well, um, it's going to come out more as we talk about the book, but um, Aduni happened to be my mother, and uh, practiced as a pediatrician for 40 plus years. So, growing up, as I, I watched her um, working very hard and actually enjoying very much what she does. So, as probably was five or six years old, when she asked me one day what I would like to be, um, and at that time I, I had just gotten a, a gift of a a baby doll, like a newborn baby doll. I never had a Barbie once in my childhood. But she got me this newborn baby doll with a little ID band and tampers and all sorts. And um, I think I was five years old when I got this Christmas. And she asked me around that time, and I said, you know what, I want to be the person that takes care of the little baby. Who's that? Well, she said, well, that's, the, um, that's a delivery nurse. And I said, okay, I want to be that. And you know what she said to me? She said, no, you don't. No, you don't. You want to be a doctor. <laughs> and if you, ah. remember back then, yeah, if you remember back then, um, the nursing profession was not um, what it is today. It wasn't something that people aspired to necessarily. It was more of a trade type profession back then. And so um, I guess I started thinking on the lines that I wanted to do something healthcare care-wise. Um, I thought it would be medicine because, of course, it sounded much more prestigious than nursing, but somehow, as God would have it, here I am, finally, a nurse, taking care of the newborn babies um, on the the
0: (laughs) postpartum unit. That's amazing that what you wanted to do did actually happen. How about you, Wale? What did you dream of becoming
2: when you were a a kid? Well, growing up, um, I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that just loves um, learning about people's work. So um, whenever I see a profession and I learn about it, I get, like, attracted to it, and I'm like, okay, this, this might be something good to do. You, you know, uh, my dad um, is a doctor. Okay. But growing up, I felt that um, of, of all the professions, um, I could. Beca- this is this is uh, this is the kid version of me thinking. You know, I thought I could grow up and take care of my kids. So, so I grew up to be a doctor and treat my kids. <laughs> you know, so oh. I become an adult and I said, you, know, you can't treat your kids if you're a doctor. <laughs> you know, but um, somehow um, I, I I gravitated more towards math and physics. But my mom was like, No, this is this is more about job security. You need to do medicine and you know, you'll be you'll be more secure. And um I got to school and you know, um, I started discovering my artistic side, you know, more. I started discovering that okay, this talent I have is not um something that everybody has. And I I kind of made up my mind to um to pursue it, you know. But I was not the drop-out-of-school kind of person, you know. Nigeria is not the drop-out-of-school kind of place anyway. So I, um, I finished school. Um, um, but I, I finished um, school as a doctor, um, you know, did my uh, necessary um, internships. And then I started um, taking pictures, you know, because that was um, a fast way to express um, my creativity. You know. Um but I also dreamed of making um films. You know, that was why I went for okay. the masters in producing Yeah. That's I went for the Masters in Producing for Film and Video. Um, and then you know, I I'm also good with um drawing and illustration. So I did that on the side also. But um my wife uh, started the the book you know, it, it all seemed like uh, you know, ah, come on, a whole book. Who's gonna write a book? But she did. You know, <laughs> the, the inspiration was just so powerful. Everything just flowed. You know, as part of as part of um, as part of um, publicity for the the mission that um, my um, and mom was running, uh, my company um, did a, like a documentary shoot where she told. A bit of her life story, and that that really was a huge catalyst for the book, you know. So my wife wrote the book, and then she um, she got on me to illustrate it, you know. Like that. normally I would, I would say, "Here I come! I don't have time for this. I've got some other things to do." But you know, she she really <laughs> she really wrote. The, she really made sure I got done. Let, let's just say it. <laughs> let's just say that.
0: Okay. And, um, okay.
2: So. So so. Yeah.
0: You know what? I you you made a comment, and I and I would love to hear both of you. Uh, I always like over the years we've had a lot of people on off the shelf who've gone on to do
1: uh,
0: amazing things at the national and international level. I always tell people we've had guests on it- you see on TV every day, and people with their own radio shows and, and very successful multi million dollar companies. But I have to ask you this, because this came up on a previous show, and your answer, you said something. Uh, both of you said two things, and, and this is something I think that goes through maybe all cultures and all families. We want our children to be safe. We want ourselves to be safe. And I think it's the pursuit of safety that literally directs our lives. Even more than, the, there was a book that came out, a movie years ago, The Pursuit of Happiness. I think that pursuit is second to the pursuit of safety. You said in Nigeria, they say, oh, it's time to get married. They're thinking, I don't want you to go through life by yourself. I don't want people to talk badly about you and say what's wrong with you. And I don't want you to have to pay all your bills and raise a family alone, so let's go ahead and get this marriage thing going. And then you made a comment. You said someone, your mother or somebody said, one of you said this: uh, "You need job security," and that came up on a previous show. I'm just curious: Why do you think, and do you think it's beneficial when we lead our children and ourselves based off of what we think will make us the most safe, either the most safe or the most comfortable? Why, why do you do you think that's the right approach? And why don't more of us take the risk and follow what we really, really, really want to do?
2: Well, um, first of all, I want to say that our parents have seen um, much more than we have. They've seen, like, at least two decades' worth of this stuff. They've seen people who try to follow their dreams, you know, they, they, they get their wax wings, and they fly. by the time they get close enough to the sun, it melts and they fall. So they are not just talking out of out of fear or out of um, ignorance. They actually know what they're talking about. I mean, when when you look at the the number of people who succeed in entertainment and and art, there are not that many. You know, they're usually, the ones we get to see are a, a small fraction of the of the you know. Of the of the of the of the pie, you know. For every Emma Stone who's winning an Oscar, there's probably hundreds of ladies like her waiting as baristas in a coffee coffee store in Hollywood, you know. So one has to be strategic about it, you know. If you're the kind of person who is a hustler, you so st- I don't mean hustler in a bad word. Yeah, you you you're ready to grind. You have the the heart you you believe so strongly in yourself and you you can sell um ice to an eskimo, then yes you can you can just go off on your own and do whatever you need to do, but the rest of us mortals still have to have some kind of stable nine to five job that brings um money you know i mean in fairness to our parents um we, um, we were not able to get this off until we had um, stable income. You know stable um work which was which we could use as a pad you know to do these things so yeah it's 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 really unfortunate if somebody's dreams are um cut off um if somebody never um fulfills their potential that's a really 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 sad thing, but you know there are lots of people who also um in a sense died trying to um to to fulfill their goals i guess it's 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 a toss up, or it's it's really subjective to decide which death is preferable.
0: <laughs> uh, I would love to hear your your take on that, Ty Wolf. <laughs> Before we move on and talk about the book, okay? Very interesting. Oh, sure. Very interesting.
1: <laughs> so, um, I mean, I, I agree with what my husband is saying. I think what I've also found, um, along this journey, um. I've been writing since I was probably thirteen, um, when when I had some really challenging times in my life. And dreaming, I've been dreaming of writing a book for such a long time. Actually, I gave it up, gave up on the idea a long ah. time ago. Um, it just didn't seem like it was something God wanted for me. It just, well but it felt like a dead end. It was like the the, the most impossible thing that, that could happen in my life was to write a book. But I ah. found out. And it's the same Aduni, with my, my same mom, who guided me just as my husband's mom did. Where she she's been pushing me for quite a while because I, I had my master's back in 2008, and I just never, I never flew in the in the career. I never got a real full time gig that I loved. So she was pushing me right from when I graduated to go back to school for nursing, and I said never, never ever would I ever consider a career in nursing, and I had so many reasons why at the time. And so mm-hmm. I was fighting it, and I, I kind of, it was Even a time when both of us, my husband and I were both um, out of a job, both at home, trying to make different businesses happening. For two full years, we had two children. So this is all wow. happening uh, as, as parents, um, trying to figure out where our income comes with businesses, and we didn't really, we are not really business people like that and and, and, mm. and I mean in mean, in some ways, yes, maybe but other ways, very not so, especially myself so it it came it, I had to get to a place of obedience, just like he said about they 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 kind of know where they're coming from, they kind of see things, they kind of really um know some things that I don't really get, but it was a it was my moment of surrender that God um not only did. I find the courage to go back to school for nursing. But God gave me a full scholarship to, like, the, one, wow. the number one school in the entire nation, uh, John Hopkins school of, school of Nursing, on a full scholarship with stipend. And remember, I, I had two children. We, we had two boys, and um, they were young. And imagine being able to go to school full-time and still bring home an income to support our needs at the same time. So so God rewarded my obedience. Um with okay, kind of from that point on continue to just allow the success in a career where that, where so that I have, you know, I'm able to work a, a, a nine-to-five. Well, to me, it's 312. <laughs> we do three toe shifts and mm-hmm. at a job that, that I love. So, okay. So while I'm going to work, it's a J-O-B, yes, but it's a job that I love. We're making a little bit of income to take care of our needs. Guess what? Now... I can think about more creative things and all of a sudden now God allows me to be inspired. And now God allows me to blossom and actually come, come forward with a book. So I think I don't think it's all inclusive. I don't think it's all inclusively focus on a job or all inclusively become a creative person and do your do your dream. I think they can be done concurrently.
0: Okay. So <laughs> let me ask you, uh, Taiwo, what inspired you? You said Aduni is your mother's name. What inspired you to actually sit down? You've been you've been writing since you were 13, but what what caused you to sit down to actually write
1: this particular book? Um, it, I think it was a quest, um, a personal quest for me. Um, my um, again, my parents are both um, first generation here in the United States, and so that most of the families in Nigeria, including their own parents. Well, in recent years, especially last year, we first I lost my grand grandfather, and my my dad's father um, died the year I was born. But my but the two women left the main the of our family were both of my grandmothers, and they passed last year. Um, mm. And it gave me the opportunity of returning back home for the first time since you know since really settling down here uh, as a wife and. Um, I went home, and I just kind of experienced what it looked like for for my parents to honor their mothers um and give them a befit- a befitting- farewell mm. and to me and it was it was powerful, yeah, yeah, powerful watching them honor them. And I thought back to myself because now they are my makeup and take up for the entire family. My both my dad on his side and my mom on her side. Now they're the now they're the leaders. And I'm thinking to myself, mm. here I am, how am I gonna honor these people before they go?
2: How are we gonna mm. honor them
1: while they're still here? And I think that's weird on.
0: Oh, okay. What age group is the book written for Written for
2: about what ages is *A Dooney day written for? You know, when we were writing the, um, when we were making, um, working on the book, we actually thought, well, while it's well, while I was illustrating the book, I, I imagined like five-year-olds and seven-year-olds, you know. But it turns out the book might be suitable for nine, ten, eleven-year-olds. We got uh, an sure. year old. Who read the book and gave us rave reviews and she's like, When is the next one coming out you know but Aww. I'm thinking maybe she's a really smart eight year old <laughs> you know so but so yeah, I believe um smart seven year olds can can read the book and appreciate it a six year old can read the book, but there might be some words he's never heard before or some concepts that are a little bit um, mature because um there's a there's a there's a story of someone um you know, like losing their life in the in the book, you know, so I don't know oh. um I don't know I think most kiddie books uh, shy away from from death, yeah,
0: you
2: know, yeah, so yeah, but it's also written in such a way that an adult can pick it up and just devour it in in one sitting, so that's um okay. yeah,
0: where and when is the story set? And why did you choose that
2: particular setting? So the story is actually um, it's actually a true story. It's actually the story of her mom. Her mom um, grew up in Nigeria in a, in a in a city called Ondo, you know, in Ondo State. And um, girls growing up back then were just expected to um, help with the housework, help on the farm, grow up, look pretty and stay uh, marriable, get married, raise kids, and that's it. You know, there was no emphasis on on educating the female child. But um, Aduni growing up, was really, really um, interested in um, education. She, It became like almost an obsession for her. You know, what really compounded her case was um, she grew up in a poor family, so they could hardly afford to send her to school. But she kept pleading and pleading, um, you know, to the point where um, her mom is like, you know what? Even if we send you, for, even if we send you for just the first term, you know, just just go, you know. <laughs> and somehow God kept providing, you know, one miracle after another, and you know, um, she, you know, she she eventually um, became the the inspiration that she is today. Uh, so yeah, so it's set in literally in Nigeria in Ondo town, and and in pre-colonial times to um, mid, you know, to independence. So that's like oh 50, in the 50s, in the 40s, 50s, yeah, in the 40s and 50s. And um, but the settings are real, and and a lot of the people are real. Every now and then, there's some artistic license where we assume, where we imagine what the conversations were. It's not like we had tape recorders back then, but the stories are, it's, it's basically a true story. What's that uh, genre okay. again? What do we call it? Is it? Juvenile? creative, creative non
1: fiction.
2: Juvenile non fiction. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. T- Taiwo, can you give us a brief overview, a brief synopsis for off the shelf listeners of A Dooney Dares to Dream?
1: Well, um what I get kind of gives you to share a little bit about the foundation um, you you begin to read the story, um and yes she has she has found that um she has an eagerness to learn and to, and to, um and to grow in, uh, and, and be, be educated and be literate and be able to uh know things that others, others don't but um you'll find that even in that story of of death um she did, she had experienced a lot of loss, Throughout her childhood, of other children like herself, um, and that that is actually the what inspires her to keep moving forward to actually at the end of the day reach uh, the goal that um, almost seems like how on earth did you even get anywhere near that goal from where you you know from where you began and started um, and wow. it turns out that 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 dream had most mostly to do with children who were dying for no good reason, just just dying at birth, dying as in, as in in childhood, including with who you'll find out it actually is her sister, who died of something that was extremely preventable, something that could have been treated with a mild or simple penicillin that we all use today for as a regular antibiotic for something as simple as an ear infection. So so, so she's the death of children and it's kind of consistently to me. She's seeing this in her own family. And she makes up in her mind she wants to do something about it. So when it comes to a daring to dream, today we call it Aduni's dream because it's something that has actually come become. It's actually something that has come forth out of her dreaming as a child. And and actually looking now over over almost five five, decades later, realizing that dream today. Um, and for us, that's uh, what we call the that, You know, when you go through website, you'll see more because that's what she's transitioning to. She's going to be transitioning into a effort that will help to prevent uh, uh, death and illness for children in Africa. But we actually see this going um, throughout the entire world, according to the last time you plan.
0: Wow, you know, so you, your mother, you said what she went on to become a doctor. Yes, she became a pediatrician. Um,
1: oddly enough, wow. <laughs> she became now, a, let me a ask pediatrician. Oh, go ahead. Yes, go yes. Ahead. Four, um, she practiced for um, four decades, and she just recently retired and is transitioning into uh,
0: Noah's Ark um, Medical Center. Oh my God! Hats off to <laughs> both of your families and and and. Ms. Aduni, I, I have to ask you. Now, you said when in Nigeria, and there are other cultures, even in the United States, there used to be arranged marriages. It's uh, not so much here. Uh, but where you had, my grandmother told me if you were 18 years old and you were a woman, and you were not as so much pressure on a guy, but if you were a woman uh, at and 18 and you weren't married and didn't have at least one child, people literally looked at you like there is something really wrong with you. I mean, it's not viewed that way today. Women can go in their 20s and 30s and not be married, not have kids, and nobody thinks, oh, my God, what's wrong with her? There must be something really, really wrong with her. But my grandmother said when she grew up, people really thought there was something seriously wrong with you. So when you you think about that, and then, okay, it's time for you to get married, and it's time for you to start a family, and blah, 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 and maybe even, Women should only do this, you know. I didn't only go by what my grandmothers told me and my 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 aunts. My mom passed when I was real young, but it's in the United States. I'm telling you, just 40 years ago, I didn't. You couldn't hardly totally see a woman pumping gas or driving a car. It was it was. So when you go back those times here and in other countries, I really admire that your mom went after her her
2: her
0: her dream. Can you speak to or do you address in the story the the, the challenges that a Dooney faces, that people's beliefs that a woman shouldn't do, a girl shouldn't do, fill in the blank, you should only do this? How did she face, do you, do you address that in the book? For young girls who are faced with that right now, do you address it in the book where you can still make your dream come true, look at a Dooney and look at all the challenges she had to face?
2: uh yes and the book the book at uh, the book um mentions all the um challenges you know including the um uh, expectations for girls um the um the, I mean, there were different expectations for girls then there was the there was the, the um, poverty she wasn't um the, you know they 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 were really struggling um to make ends meet and um i think those were the two main challenges but I think once um her parents um warmed up to the idea of her going to school the um the challenge of her being a girl um wasn't that um great anymore because her parents were supportive of of her going to school and um that bit is actually noteworthy that's actually um worthy of praise because not having money made it even harder to to chase that dream, but Aduni um was really determined and she was also very very hard working you know so she she really hustled <laughs> you know um to to you know but when it comes to the, the 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 romance the the arranged marriage thing that wasn't the case for her because um her I don't know what I was love at first sight, but her, her husband was what do you say sprung? <laughs> he just okay, okay. He was he was really really in love with her and you
1: find it's an okay. under under <laughs> of a, a love story. Yeah, oh, he okay, was really really okay. in love
2: with her. Like he he didn't want anyone he didn't want anyone else basically, you know. So oh. um, yeah, he doesn't get less less arranged than that. <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah. you know what? I, I wanted to um, to also a point, and then I, I like to encourage people as well as tell them more about the story and what our guests do, their books, and, and other other works that they do. But also to encourage people, I think this Aduni story definitely is a story that needs to be told. Sometimes we come up against challenges and internal fears, and I, I wonder how many of us don't. Don't fulfill our destiny. Don't do what we actually came here to do because the challenges seem so daunting, and one after the other comes up, or you just give up, and or or maybe you were raised in a family where your parents literally told you, "Stop dreaming. It's a waste of time, and don't be stupid. And you can't do you can't do much." I, this book, I think, this kind of book is so necessary because we we think our parents could be somebody on your job, could be government, whatever. We keep thinking it's bigger than, like, God and that, okay, I can't do it because so-and-so told me I can't. So I, I really, really thank you for writing Dooney Dares to Dream. But I also wanted to ask you, now, Adooney was young when she started going after this dream. Based on your own personal experiences, you both have faced challenges and you both the two years you were trying to make ends meet before you got your scholarship and you went on from there with your businesses and your writing and your job. But do you think that we, and is there a way to overcome this, we feel more driven to follow our dreams, take bigger risks when we're kids still living at home? And something I'm just curious if you see it that way, something happens to us as we get older and we just like, nah, maybe I will
2: let it go. Yes, um I can actually um I have like real life um um I'm a real life example of this. You know, I mean to be honest with you and open with you, um when I was graduating from med school, I I already made up my mind that um it would be impossible to to pursue medicine fully, and still follow my dreams, which you know had to do with entertainment, music, arts, film, you know. So I um, I basically, you know, f- finished school, you know, so my parents would be happy. Hung up the stethoscope and started um, a career as an illustrator. And how that happened was, I mean, I I, I was so good and so confident in my ability, I just. I would just march up to a to a big company and say, "Hey, I'm this hotshot doctor, photographer. Hire me," you know. <laughs> and yeah, well, moving to the states um, it was a whole new um, network. In in Nigeria, I you know I I had the networks already, so everything was just in place. You know, I didn't really have to do much work. But coming here. I didn't know anybody, so I basically had to start from scratch, and it was so hard um, that um, I I basically kind of gave up on the dream of ever doing this. Um, but the good news was I got to a point where I I, I realized that okay, wait, um, following your dream doesn't mean you give up on medicine, doesn't mean you um, you give up on a nine to five. You know, there are so many meaningful things you can do on your nine-to-five job. Like my wife, she never imagined she would ever be a nurse, but she comes home from a twelve-hour a night shift. You know, yeah, her body is tired, but her brain is 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 is, is alive. You know, she's so happy with ah. what she does. You know, mm-hmm. it's um, and this is not somebody. Um you know um putting a ribbon on a on a on a pig or anything nobody's she's she's not trying to console herself she actually really, really loves the work she does, but it's work you know it's it's stressful work, so it's not like she's just having fun you know so um the the story of Adonis tells us that okay, first of all, the most important thing to take away from there is that your dreams are possible there's no such thing as an impossible uh... dream. You know that's the first thing, but the second thing is it also shows the process. Aduni, Aduni, um, right now the literal Aduni is, is is seventy. Seventy.
1: 60.
2: She's seventy this year, and she's starting a, what's it called a a non-profit. So the dream is still on. It's not it's not uh it's not like a, um, a dive off a cliff. You know it's. It's a gradual climb. It's a gradual climb that takes a long process. Now, yes, she's just starting a, a, a non-profit, But guess what? While she was a, a doctor, she saw lots and lots of, um, of of kids from Baltimore who couldn't afford to pay their their um you know, and she made herself available. She was, too, in fact, I, she was one of the most available doctors ever. A, a patient could call her wow. at any time. You know, if a patient called at at 3 a.m. in the morning, she would pick the call. And she wasn't just, um, it wasn't just because of, it wasn't just a work thing. She was also an inspiration to them. If they had problems, she would encourage them, advise them, you know. So, and whenever the uh, her, her patients see her, they would um, really get excited. Oh, look, Grandma, that's my doctor, that's my doctor, you know. Or and, and also she had in fact she had she has a she has a wall in, in she had a wall in a clinic, you know, she's she's um, she's retired now but the the the, the, the pictures are still there. There's a wall with all sorts of pictures of her patients. And she points to a picture mm. of a of a of a, of, a, of a baby no, of a young child and she's like this child is now a grandmother <laughs> You know
0: oh, wow So her patients,
2: patients had kids, brought their kids and their kids brought their kids. You know, so she's touched well, so oh, many lives. So so many lives.
0: Oh, while while um
2: while you know, while you know so so the dream the dream is not just this explosion, it's not this, you know, explosion I and mean, then that's it. No, it's it's a gradual thing that takes time and the 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 only constant here is perseverance and never giving up on the dream. You know, that's uh, that's that's the only constant.
0: Oh, my goodness, I really appreciate what you shared, that when we do fulfill our dream, I believe if it's God sent, it blesses and touches so many people we never, ever, 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 ever thought of. What was it like for both of you creating a Dooney Dares to Dream as a couple, one writing a story while the other did the illustrations? And how easy was it for you, uh, Wale, to see... To really see your wife's vision as she was writing it, to be able to illustrate it, so you're like, oh, okay, that's right.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I didn't, even, I didn't, I didn't see it coming. As much as I knew that she, um, she, she's been writing all her life, I just assumed that okay, oh, she's writing a book. Wow, a book is such a big deal. That mean, it's going to take years to you know get everything. It, you know, I, the, the trip, it, I mean, the book just kind of. Came out, you know. It was like, uh, it of course, it didn't just come out. It, it was years and years of inspiration. But the timing, when 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 it's when it's your time, it's your time. The book came out and it was done. She got somebody to edit the book. We got and, and we got a friend um, who who's very fluent in the original language to um, to to do some edits. She basically added scenes where. Um, they're speaking in the native language. You know, we have a, um, a, an appendix at the end of the book that um, tells you what, um, what, the, what what it means. But she did it in such a way that even if you didn't understand the language, you would understand what was going on. You know, so all that didn't take long at all. You know, I was I was I was really impressed with that. And and I there was a time where I was like hoping that oh. You know, in my mind, I was like, "Oh no, I'm not ready to start yet. You still have a long way to go, right?" No, she was like, "No, the book is ready."
0: <laughs> so I had to start. I had to start.
2: Um, I had to start the illustration, and um, I didn't just, I didn't take a, a a paintbrush and just draw and paint. Um, I kind of decided to. We there was an illustration I had done earlier, of a little girl, um, with some sharks. It was initially it was supposed to be for a project that educates people about, um, um, you know, um, girl education and girl issues, basically, in places where they're not treated as well as boys. So there was this image I drew of a girl, and she was being propositioned by, like, three different sharks. The first shark wanted to marry her early. The second shark was, like, go, come and get um, circumcised. talk you know, about female circumcision. And the third shark was, um, get out on the farm, drop those books, get on the farm, you know, and we decided to make that girl Aduni basically, you know, and the girl kind of looked like Aduni. Now, the illustration I used, the illustration style I used for that book was, like, make everything look like cardboard cutouts, so it's not, it's not a straightforward drawing, like, every, every, like, her head is actually supposed to be, like, somebody cut out of, piece of cardboard cut out a a brown piece of cardboard cut out the eyes paste them together so it has that look so that was not easy to to create that took quite a bit of time because it wasn't so straightforward but my wife's vision for the book was very very clear she knew what she wanted so that made things easy she actually started drawing you know (laughs) I'm the artist, but she started drawing what she wanted it to look like. I'm like, hey, come on, I'm the artist. Get away from here. Let me do this. Let me, <laughs> let me handle this. But no, her vision was so clear that, you know, um, she insisted. And, you know, the book was, um, um, should I say, clearer for it. Um, in retrospect, I might have used a more mature um, kind of illustration, not not as childish as I did. But, I mean, I, I, guess, it, I guess it works. I guess it works.
0: Okay. Now, Wall, what was it like on your end working with your husband as you created uh, A Dooney Dares to Dream? And then I wanted to also ask you, what do you hope that readers will gain from reading A Dooney Dares to Dream? Okay. Um, well, it was really an eye-opener
1: because, you know, when, you know, when you say I'm gonna write a book, you think that <laughs> writing the book is the biggest deal of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm sure you, I mean, you've done so. It has so many projects yourself, and you find that that writing the book is actually the the tiniest part of the whole process. Yeah. And you finally get all your ideas down, and you think it's well organized, and then you hand it to an editor. And the editor tears it apart. He <laughs> tears it apart ten million times, and it turns out that the part that you did is like five percent, you know. And then everybody else's part is like the biggest part. So his, of course, is like a hundred and fifty percent of the whole thing, because we both knew if it's a if we're, if we're going for kids, then the illustration yeah. needs to be on point. So I found yeah. out it was a rude awakening that. First of all, my part was very small, and second of all, I didn't have any any more control after that part. You know, I could try to force things to happen, but just like my mm-hmm. writing was based on inspiration, his illustration was also based on inspiration. You know, so many times uh. he would stop me and say, hey, okay, I know you want me to do this, but we have to take a couple steps back, I need to have the proper inspiration for this. And he will he will... Who will burn the midnight oil on just one one page? Of illustration. <laughs> I mean, and I'll be a sn- snoring, going to sleep. But he'll be still working on it, working on it, working on it. And of course, the next day I'm asking, oh, So where's, where is it? You know, and, I, and I, how do you think I always forget the, the intense amount of work that he, he put into each each part of it. So it, it opened my eyes, and I think in as in a relationship, and I, I learned this once at a friend's wedding some years ago that the need factor needs has to be in place when it comes to marriage and relationships. There has to be a reason why I need him. And there has to be a reason why he needs me. When, Especially with this project, it, it, it taught me that. Whereas I, doesn't matter how much I try to force it to happen, I can't go off and make it happen by myself. I have to stop, slow down, maybe get on my knees and pray, but I need him <laughs> to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. God, it was yeah. just like God was. Just, it was a very humbling experience for me because I didn't have control anymore, and that's how it is in lots of different areas of life and marriage. You know, yeah. he's a whole different person. I'm a whole different person, and that's what brings the beauty together for this book because both of our creative efforts is mixed. I call it a beautiful duet. <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, I like that. Now, what do you hope <laughs> readers will gain from reading A Dooney Dare to Dream?
1: Um, I'm I'm hoping that um, it will give readers an opportunity to 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 remember their dreams, um, to remember that they did have a dream, and that even when it seems impossible, God can still make it happen. And guess what? It's not it's mm. not just out of the You know, through the clouds, there's some work. There's a lot of hard work that happens behind it. But at the end of the day, right. God still makes it happen. He's still the one that saves uh. us. And just like you talked about uh, that little love story that's kind of intertwined in the story, there's there's one other piece that I am hoping because I think a lot of people gravitate towards love stories, so that um that piece is very powerful to me. Um, that's the story of my mom and dad, of course. But okay, um, you find that I do need decided to forego or like our magic relationship in pursuit of this dream. Um, and I've done a lot of work with teen moms, um, pregnant and, and parenting teen moms. I've done a lot of work with teen moms. Um, maybe one semester I would have just a couple of girls. And by the end of the summer, I had three, three times the number of girls that I started with. And I'm like, Lord, wow. what is going on here? It's not, it's, I mean, it's nothing more than the fact that our kids are not dreaming. Our kids are not dreaming. Our kids are not having a goal in their mind. He said, you know, you asked her, what are you doing? He asked her, what you doing? Oh, nothing, what you doing? What you want, what you want to do? Oh, well, just come on over, huh? Right? So that's yeah. usually what's happening with these girls, rather than, oh, what you doing? Yeah, I'm going to the gym to go and practice, because I'm trying to right, win right. this volleyball competition in the in the, you know, in the fall or whatever, how it goes. So a lot of our, our young people don't are not dreaming, and they feel like they're just existing, just laying around doing nothing, mm. you know? We need to be true. Oh my goodness! We're hoping, to, um, we're hoping to use this as a launch of a very, just a very simple summer reading project for some of the kids for this summer. So we're, we
0: haven't really developed it fully, but it will be on the website soon. A
1: summer
0: reading
2: challenge. Oh my God! You guys kids have kids. vision.
0: Amen. Yeah, yeah, you have vision. Your mom had vision. I can see you. You both have vision. I, I definitely wanted to ask you this. Wale, now you have a Master's of Arts in Communications and pr- mm-hmm. producing for film and video. Do you plan to actually do the illustrations for Aduni Jazz to Dream? Do you plan or are you already in the process of creating films
2: or, or movies? Um, well, right now it's, it's, it's um, short. Um, right now I'm doing shorts and um, like maybe the occasional music video. You know, nothing nothing feature-length yet, right? But even though we wrote the book, um, Aduni is still inspiring us. Like right now I'm thinking, oh, I'm thinking, okay, Aduni is a character. Now she, she might become recognizable, which is one of the other inspirations apart from inspiring people to dream. It's a positive representation of um, a minority character, you know, People from where she's from, or people who look like her, can say, "Oh, look! This is a positive representation of one of us." Um, you know, in a in a in a nicely polished um, whatever. So the idea is, um, Aduni as a character, we can make her into a cartoon where she's teaching. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So there's a adult, maybe the ad, um doc, maybe she, um, like a, a young Aduni really teaching um primary health care, primary preventive health care um, topics. You know, so the idea is oh,
0: wow. these health care yeah. topics should be
2: so simple that uh, a seven-year-old can understand, you know, and a lot of, the I, I think, as a doctor, I believe the the biggest challenge in um, uh, areas with tropical diseases is, uh, they actually call preventable diseases, the biggest challenge there is um, illiteracy, you know, illiteracy, so if well, I hope that when we get say, to the point where when we're...
0: You say, excuse, when you say illiteracy, do you mean not understanding what to do to take care of your health? Well,
2: or just not well be, no, no, Not really not being able to read means you can't understand some finer concepts. Like not being able to read means it's harder to explain the concepts of germs to you because you can't see germs, you know. You need someone to, and and, and it's possible they don't even have they don't even have the word for uh, bacteria or viruses in the language. You know, you need to be able to explain the concept that look, there's this tiny thing you can't see. It's not a. It's not a ah. demon. It's not a. It's not. It's not a foul air. It's actually a tiny organism that is real. It's just as real as a as a as a, 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 a truck or a speeding ah. train. It's dangerous. You know that tiny. So there's so many um, preventive. For, for instance, um, you have um, some people who, they, like some men who want a male child, right? So they're married to this woman. She's given her. She's given him three or four female children, and he's like, "You, you your next child, I better be a, a male child, or, or I'm, I'm kicking <laughs> you out and getting somebody
1: else."
2: In. So this is this. This is a very very real. It's 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 funny and it's sad at the same time. I, yeah, you know, I, I, because it's 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 real. In the sense that uh-huh. a lot of people, even the women, think this way. Now, if they knew that, oh wait, there's no way for a woman to give you a, uh, a male child. A woman has two female chromosomes. She can't give you a male child. You are the one to give her a male child. The, you are the one with the male chromosome. You know, so that that's a basic concept that ah,
0: you know. If you if,
2: if you don't if you don't know how to read, it's hard to um, explain ah, it. Yes. You know, so
1: he's a cartoon. For yeah. Examples, he's a, a cartoon character who's explaining it at a level of a child. Yeah. Then some of these things can be easily, more easily grasped. Yeah. And we're hoping to take this to another level, lo- to that type of level, yeah. where we're also teaching in some of the rural communities where people are just not getting some of those concepts.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I have to tell you, Wale just taught
0: me something because I didn't know. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> he, he just taught me something. I'm telling you, he just taught me something. So uh, that, I'm for that. Our Dooney cartoon. I would watch that cartoon. I'd probably come away learning something. Not just kids, but but adults.
1: Yeah. Because he just
0: taught me something point. when he yeah. Right. So, so, so uh, that, you, I think. What teaching
2: us, uh, so what the book is teaching us is that um, when you have the dream it doesn't have to take five years to, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a perfectionist, you know, so like after illustrating the book, I, I, I kind of outgrew the, the quality of the work I had done. I'm that kind of person. I'm like, it just has to be perfect. So I sit on the idea forever. What the book has taught is that, okay, if you have the idea, you chase it, you know, with a little bit of diligence, it, it will come, it will happen, it will happen. And, um, if it's not perfect, it's not the end of the world. You know, if, if, if you if you if you toil hard on a, on a on a on a book and it comes out and it's not perfect, that's still better than never trying, you know. So it it it, I mean to make an, an animated movie or a feature film, it's just going to take a, a lot of effort. But seeing that you could have you've done Adoni's dream, yeah, it's possible.
0: Yes, I gotta go get a Dunie there's a dream. Oh my goodness! And if you if you do do the cartoon, please reach out and I'll let, oh, let, yeah. let our listeners we'll out, know. We'll out, I, love <laughs> I love that. I we'll love that idea, that concept. Did you guys have any last words you wanted to leave with our listeners here That Off the Shelf before we close? We've come to the end of the hour.
1: Well, Denise, honey, we want to say thank you to you. Thank you for engaging us and
0: getting us to talk. <laughs> it was really fun. We really appreciate it. Really made a difference. Oh, well, I enjoy both of you, uh, Taiwo and and Wale, and uh, please, your mother doesn't even know me, but I, I truly, I appreciate and honor her. Both, uh, both sets of your parents, for of course how they raised you, and then that you all, had, they gave you guys enough courage to go after your dreams and enter the medical field, uh, a very beneficial field in this in this world. And then your mama, Dooney, what a story! So, and then you wrote, you wrote this book, and I hope it does become a cartoon. To our, off, to our off-the-shelf listeners who may have come in midstream during the show, we know we get a lot of listeners in our archives. You can go back once it finishes streaming and listen to the this entire interview in its fullness. This is one of my favorite interviews. So uh, after oh. doing this for almost 13 years, I do encourage all of you to go out and get a copy of a Dooney dares to dream and. And go and you can visit. This is a that This word a book information and a, the nonprofit that a working on. And it's Noah's Art dot org. And it's, it's spelled just the way it sounds. Noah again, N O A H with a S. Noah's Art Mission dot org with a forward slash a and a spelled A D U N N I hyphen S hyphen Dreams. So you can check out their website. Please go get a copy of Dooney Dares to Dream and and, and and be in prayer that this uh, this cartoon, wouldn't it be cool to turn on PBS or something? And, and that would be so cool and see Aduni Dares to Dream on there. Oh, my God, I think I would just scream. So I, 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 we really want to thank Wale and um, I want to make sure I say her name right, Taiwo for being here with yeah. us this morning. Again, please go out and get a copy of the book, visit there website and bookmark it so you can keep up with what they're doing. To our off-the-shelf listeners, please come back next Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time or New York City Time. On Saturday mornings, just just write it down on your calendar. And we will bring you another phenomenal guest. Our guests this morning were really, really a true, true treat. What a treat. What a treat. So, um, again, if you missed, the whole, missed part of the show, you can wait till stream's and listen to it in its entirety and, and share it so everybody else can enjoy today's show. And remember, you are awesome. You are amazing. You're incredible. Go out and create a fabulous day for yourself and dare to dream. Go out and follow your dreams just like uh, Dooney did. Thank you, Wiley and Taiwo. Thank I'll you. I'll send you an email when we the show finishes streaming. Bye for now. Uh, thank thank you. you so much. Bye-bye, bye. bye.